Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today we have a special guest with us today, Alessandra's roommate, Alex. Yay! Yay! Welcome, Alex. And Thank you. Yes, welcome. Thank you for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. What are we talking about today, Alex? We're talking about Onward. Yay! So uh, we are all members of the AMC A-list here. Um, and we were hoping that we would be able to see this movie in theaters, but with the quarantine, we sadly did not get to. Um, it was out uh, in theaters, though, right before the quarantine started, though, I believe. It was. So It was. I didn't get a chance to see it, and I was, like, sad that I didn't get a chance to see it, but then they released it on Disney Plus last week. Yes, yeah, not gonna lie, I've been loving, uh, this, uh, adding movies to streaming services a lot quicker because, you know, that's what I want mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of having to go to the theater anymore. Um, so uh, I've been loving this. I've been loving it loads. <laughs> yeah, we watched it and I didn't expect us to like it so much. I'd only actually seen one trailer of this. Um, did you see any trailers, Emily? Yeah, I I saw the teaser maybe, maybe not the full, maybe one kind of full-length trailer um, but not very many, and I remember not being all that impressed at first, or just not very interested, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The The trailer was a little tough, maybe, to portray in a, in a, in, like, in a limited format of what they were gonna, like, be covering, because True. they cover a lot <laughs> in yes. this movie. Yes. Um... Which I'm glad they did, and I almost wish that they'd covered more, but the fact that the trailer really has to be so simple and quick and just kind of get the gist by, this really isn't a getting the gist by, like, movie, because it's not just, I, I feel like it's not very simple. Well, I mean, I just got from the trailer that they bring their dad back to life, but they only bring half of him back to life. And well, yeah, that was about it. Like, I didn't understand <laughs> what the rest would be. I guess the, the rest would be them trying to make him come back fully. Um, so well, true. <laughs> I, I guess if you think about it, that is the gist of the movie. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then you get into the emotion and the and the characters and all that extra stuff that you just miss from the trailer, I guess. And it yeah. really, it really livens the movie up. I think for me, what I really loved about it was the, like, reality mingled with, like, our reality and their reality. Like, the magic of their world, but, like, the boringness of ours together. I I really enjoyed that. (laughs) Um, In a similar way to, the like, the way Zootopia did it, and we just watched that again this week, too. Well, yeah, and I wanted to touch on that, too, because the director, he also worked on Monsters University, mm-hmm. and That's and that it's kind of similar 
to mm-hmm. kind of how this, like, he really likes to story build kind of based on, you know, human, regular human life, but kind of twisting it in a way and talking about another species where we were yeah. dealing with monsters and Monsters University. And then now we're dealing with, like, fantasy creatures, elves and, you know, all that, all that other And that's stuff. also Unicorns. that two, two men is the main characters, which is the same as this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> Lots of similarities. <laughs> and, like, becoming better friends in both of those movies. You know? Exactly. That's, exactly. It's very sweet. <laughs> yeah. And overcoming obstacles. And uh, your own inner demons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. It does start off with it being more like you're you're seeing the background of how this world came to be and the kind of like hilarity of the fact that they lost magic because it was just easier to invent the light bulb, which is kind of hilarious. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> just total social commentary. Yeah. <laughs> On how lazy the human race is because of all these things that come to us so easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And just like, I really did enjoy all the different kinds of species of um, magical creature. Yeah. What was your favorite, Ellie? My favorite was the, the little pixie biker gang. <laughs> and how they, it was too hard for them to fly. Like, it was too much effort for them to fly, so they rode motorcycles instead, because mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, they were so fun. And they have their their little complexes, because they're so tiny. <laughs> they're so tiny, so they're so, they so aggressive. Like, Napoleon, they have their little Napoleon complexes. Um, and the way they drove those motorcycles did not seem like it should be legal. <laughs> The fact that they would, like, jump into the car really got me because it's, like, extremely dangerous to do that on the freeway. Um, Exactly. It it was a very, like, Los Angeles kind of feeling to this place, I would say. And, like, it it felt like this was made by people in Los Angeles and, like, you know what I mean? Or, like, California. Oh, yeah. You know, even the Pixar is, like, Northern California, but you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) It's very like urban. Yeah, no. That freeway, that freeway eerily looked like the four hundred five, right? <laughs> um, we were watching it, and Alex had just told me a story about the first time she went on the freeway. Oh my god! And then that happened to the main character in the movie that he was like practicing because wasn't he practicing driving? Like he had a driving instructor, or was he just like yeah at school? He had driving class. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. made him go on the freeway. They made him go on the freeway. And the first time I went on the freeway, I immediately started crying and didn't change lanes. I just got right off. And I just told him that story, and then the same thing happened to him. Same thing happened. I was trying to remember when Emily and I got on the freeway for the first time, because I definitely think we were going to Disneyland, or we were going to, like, remember we went to the Pomona Fair that one time, Emily? That was, like, some of the first times we drove on the freeway by ourselves. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't remember ourselves. the day that um, I went on the freeway for the first time. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think of who might have taken me because, like, so many people were teaching us how to drive because there were a lot of drivers in the family. Like, when my older sister um, and her girlfriend were living with us, she would also teach me to drive. Like, she would, they were all old enough to take us out. So, we like had many driving instructors. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I don't remember being all that scared about the freeway, like, but I'm I'm just an anxious driver, so you know that's <laughs> Emily's just... anxious to to this day, like she's very. Anxious. But I actually prefer the freeway. I just don't like narrow city streets. I prefer mm. the freeway. I, <laughs> I like space. The freeway is quite easy, but we're also very uh, good at 
being aggressive in in our growing up in LA and like how to drive in LA and I feel like a lot of people don't know how to drive like that because it is a it does require some skill. It so. really does. <laughs> um oh yeah, no yeah. one's easy on you. You well, got to we're not driving Guinevere either, so... Oh, God, yeah. special <laughs> Which last. I never want to drive a car like that. <laughs> but with the whole big back. So it was kind of like one of those 70s love nests. I, I did oh like... I liked the the characters that... It was kind of the brother on a, uh, on a long gap year before he goes to college, and he kind of doesn't really know what he's doing. He's kind of the, the lost character, Barley... So sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, being referred to as the screw-up, which is just sad. I, I really enjoyed Barley. Um, I, again, we were kind of picking up things as they were given to us. Like, you know, I didn't really know. For all I knew, Barley went to school with with Ian. like, mm-hmm. And they, they were the same age. Like, to me, like, I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, Barley was maybe, like, a year or two older. Um but again, I wasn't really thinking about school at this point. I just was trying to, like, kind of take in what the movie was giving me. And then you hear, like, the mother say under her breath, which you really had to listen to what these characters were saying, because that's mm-hmm. how you were fed information about everyone. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was like, the mother says under her breath, like, like how long is this gap year? Like, she yeah. says it like... <laughs> she does say that. Yeah. It's funny. Um, it was nice to have Julia yeah. Louis-Dreyfus as, as the mother and to be such a main character of the story. I was really excited that they didn't just throw the mom under the bus and like be like, well, this is just a story about these two brothers. They actually had the mom in there, too. Yeah, with all her situations and complexities with having a new boyfriend that you kind of hear about later on. Like, the boy- I mean, the, the boyfriend was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I was getting really like I was getting Kathy Bates vibes from the mom uh-huh. from uh, from Fried Green Tomatoes when yeah, she was doing her sure. little workout video. Like yeah. I was just waiting for her to shout like Tawanda. Like I was waiting for <laughs> her to like say yes. it, just like Fried Green Tomatoes. Yes, that was um, it. Was very cute. She was like one of those really sweet moms. But like definitely, I like that she trusted her boys and that she um, gave them like a lot of freedom, even though their dad died very young. Um, it was very sweet that she had already had her life together, and she she definitely missed the dad, but it's, it really seemed like Ian missed the dad more than anybody else did, and not even Barley. Yeah, and because he just never had a chance to even meet him, and he kind of even felt jealous, maybe, that Barley had mm-hmm. three three memories, three to four memories of the dad in general. Like, he just wanted one. Like, mm-hmm. that scene where he was putting in the little tape, and it was a recording of his dad's voice, and he pretended to talk to him. Oh, was yeah. Very... Yeah. That was so but... sweet. <laughs> it was that very was so... sweet. Yeah. Oh, Just my God. Just these little things. It... Like, he really wanted to meet him, and it felt so bad. The, I think the, the <laughs> like, the inventiveness of the world was, and the, the writing was so much fun. Like, we got, we got just hilarious little jokes from everybody all the time, not to mention the, like, gelatinous cube the gelatinous cube i mean that was so funny because he mentioned it like several (laughs) times and then and then it appears in the end it's just so hilarious um but like also like the whole the the, their world is still um mingled with this old world old magic that no one really knows anything about except for barley because he's a nerd i Mm -hmm. i really i like that too (laughs) 
uh, playing. <laughs> yeah, D&D it's crazy how like a yeah like a Dungeons and Dragons esque type of character would actually be a history buff. Like he just really liked history mm-hmm. and yeah. wanted to go back to those times. And I was actually really surprised and glad that that they didn't waste any time kind of with this, but with Barley being so into magic and wanting to learn more about it, that Mm -hmm. when Ian actually had the powers, Mm -hmm. I totally thought Barley would have, you know, been jealous or mad at first. But he was super supportive. But then that's also just how Barley was. Like, he was always supportive of Ian. He loves Ian. He wants everything the best for Ian. So I'm glad (laughs) that that they didn't kind of deal with that because there was already so much other stuff that they had to deal with. You're making us cry over here again, like... The end of it was so sweet when, when Ian lets Barley talk to the dad, oh um, and then we don't even get that conversation, and, and when also when Ian discovers that it was Barley who was there for him all along, and that Barley was really more like his dad, because he, he well, he was his brother, but, you know, his big brother. He was his big he, brother. He looked up to, and yeah. he learned everything from him. We had that little sequence of him teaching him how to do things, and hanging out with him, and being his best friend, and it's... It's so cute. It's so sweet. (laughs) Yeah, which is what I thought was, like, super awesome that they elaborated on, because Ian, his character was very complex. He was a very stressed out, anxious teen. You know, he really doesn't know. He really wants to meet his dad, so he doesn't quite know where he comes from, maybe, Mm -hmm. or, like, his... Because he seems like he's trying to get all of his personality and all of his being from his father, who he's never met. Yeah. But then he just opens his eyes and realizes later that he even though he misses his dad and of course would want to meet him he really he didn't need to obsess over needing to meet his father because he had all of that in just the people around him who love him yeah so so i thought that was a really great thing to like heavily elaborate on Mm -hmm. like when he was crossing off the little things in his in his book like (laughs) i was following i was following him as he followed the because he went to driving lesson and i was like you had a driving lesson yeah barley and and then it did the montage and barley was like you gotta get over you gotta (laughs) so great yeah i love it so much I also, I did like, I like the support that he got from uh, Bronco as well, the stepdad, like the step boyfriend dad. So he was definitely great because he did seem like kind of a stickler in the beginning. And then you realize he really just wants to support the kids because he loves their mom so much. And and, and his like hilarity was mostly in the fact that his entire backside is a horse. (laughs) So he couldn't like just kind of like loafed around. It was so funny. He was so he was so awkward. Like it just was nothing fit. Like he would sit down in chairs and it would like push the chair back. Like it was just it was ridiculous. Bronco reminded me of my mom's boyfriend kind of just the way he acted (laughs) and at first being like super stern but then he would show his soft side Mm -hmm. so they just did such a good job making characters like him so relatable yeah that was very very sweet and uh we haven't even talked about the manticore yet the manticore octavia spencer (laughs) (laughs) the manticore was i guess from that long like very very old like immortal kind of being and she had that like quest to find the one of these like what was it like a gem like a a phoenix phoenix gem or a phoenix crystal or something yeah, yeah. and she she had like but she had turned her place into basically like a chuck e cheese <laughs> restaurant so she could make money and then just give out the 
the like the kids menus with the with the map on it. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the fact that people had to transition from their magical lives to a now more like mundane life was was very intriguing. I mean, this was such a a modern like human world situation all of these things, but just thrown in with magical creatures and magic mm-hmm. and like a magical history, which I feel like was so clever slash weird to do, but like I still like liked it. Um, but yeah, the Manticore, she was like all over the place. She was like stressing. And she like kicked off. She like kicked off her heels, and she was like, "I'm done." She like blows I need to do fire. my wing exercises. <laughs> yeah, um, she's in the car with the mom, like. Yeah, she is kind of insane. She's like a little bit like stir crazy. She's like been doing the same thing for way too long. Like didn't get to enjoy, didn't get to fly. The whole pawn shop scene where they stole the sword back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the mom and the manticore. I'm glad that we had that kind of subplot going on too. Um, I I like the different magic that they use. It was felt like very Harry Potter, very easy to understand what like spells they were doing. Um, and then when they did that spell to cross the bridge, I w- my heart was beating so hard. Like, I was so afraid that Ian was going to fall on this thing. <laughs> I think that the tension was really good at that part. Yeah, and at the very end, he was like, Barley, I needed that rope. And he was like, did you? <laughs> like... <laughs> but Barley... And Barley was like... Yeah. He was very scared, too. Like, he tried to, like, pull it together. I think Chris Pratt did a really good job. I think his voice acting was really good. It was very um, believable. <laughs> Do you still have the rope? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was great. Yeah. I was really afraid that he was going to be a bit much because his character seemed like it was going to be a bit much in the trailer. Mm, yeah, and I totally. really didn't know how I felt about Barley. I really didn't think I would like Barley this much. Um just because from the trailer, I was like, why are you talking like that? Like, why are you talking like yeah. you're, like, Dumbledore announcing the Quidditch World Cup? Like, I don't... <laughs> like, you don't need to sound like that. Um, but it was a part of his character, and mm-hmm. he was very whimsical, and he was very enjoyable. Um, so I'm glad, yeah, during that scene when he was like, yeah, you're doing great, just just keep, don't look back, just keep going forward, <laughs> you're just doing so great. yeah. The, uh, the the loss of Guinevere was definitely also very, like, I felt that, like, when he drove his car and onward. I cried. I cried. T- toward, like, the, the fact that the car was put in onward motion, because that's what people used to say, like, I, I kind of, it's kind of sweet, you know? Um, the car itself was really cool, and I like that Ian got him a new Guinevere in the end. Yeah, and he repainted that mural on the side. Mm-hmm. Super cute. Mm-hmm. Was something else I was gonna mention. Um, maybe it's just like the character design. I really enjoyed the the differences between all the different characters in terms of like the the little family of elves that they're playing yeah. with their like blue skin and their blue hair. Like they're just so so sweet and so cute. <laughs> yeah, I liked a lot of the textures that they played with, like with every with every creature and every like. Uh, there were it felt very realistic and very very like you could reach in there and touch it like it just seemed like yeah. they really were using every resource they had to make this very real type of place 
Yeah, and the 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 dad was also an interesting character of just the dad's feet, like the dad's legs, um, mm-hmm. using his foot to to tap to, to, to reassure, but then like totally blind, so we're kind of wobbling around everywhere. It was. It's like they had him on a leash for most of the time. It was just it was so sweet. It was so silly. Um, yeah, what could be going through his like non-existent mind of of where he's being taken or what's happening? I really want to watch it again. Like I really, Me too. I really enjoyed it, and I feel like we didn't like fully um, embrace all of the this the like parallels to our world and and everything. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. On IMDb, we're looking through all the pictures right now. There are like 416 photos of of just screenshots of this movie. <laughs> there's there's so many of them. Main <laughs> oh, man. The, the mom's oh phone said God. main man and it's a picture of him like <laughs> with like a what is that a weight at the police the dumbbell at the police station. So cute. Oh, yeah, and the ringtone she had set up for him was hilarious. Oh, yeah, so it was like a sexy song, <laughs> What was right? it again? It was like, um... Oh, what song was it? It was something it? very it specific. It was it Let's Get It On? No. No. What was it? I just remember crying. I was laughing so hard. It was so good. What was the song? Hmm. Was it a horse-related song? I want to say it was like... It was like a George Michael song. But I know it wasn't. <laughs> but it's like that type of song. Yeah. Oh, the dragon. Okay. We just got to the part. We, we're looking through all the pictures here. <laughs> I think the part where we laughed the most in the whole movie was the 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 stone dragon, where the it was made out of pieces of the school. So the dragon's face on the side of the school became the face of the dragon. And then the school bell, like, became its growl. <laughs> that was honestly so hilarious. Like, we, the fact that that... When it turned around. When it turned around and we saw that, I mean, I was crying. Like, we were, like, <laughs> laughing. We were making such a fuss. Our other roommate was just like, are you guys okay? Like, I keep, you, I keep hearing you screaming and we, it must be good, right? It was, it was very funny. Yeah. Oh, I like the poster where it's just, like, the wand, and it kind of looks like the sun is in it, and they're both standing on top of Guinevere. Uh, in the poster? poster? Yeah, there's, in the pictures, there's, oh, there's multiple posters. Ooh, it's all the international posters. Oh, Mm. wow, they have so many pictures in here. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It's real great. Oh, yes, I see the... I see the oh, wand. That's that, cool. that is very, very cute. Um, I just feel like I didn't get a lot of advertising for this movie. Like, I didn't really... Yeah, I saw... The... I didn't really feel like a lot of people really knew what was going on with this movie. You know? It just it didn't feel like it because maybe Toy Story 4 came out way too soon and then the next Pixar movie is coming out really soon, too. Yeah, maybe. Because, yeah, I don't remember being... Because again, by the trailer, I didn't, I wasn't really sure how I felt about it. And then without really seeing much marketing or advertising, I just, I guess I wasn't all that excited to see it. Yeah. I, I definitely wanted to see it. What What's the next Pixar movie that's going to come I out? No clue. Probably Soul, right? Soul, no? yes. Which uh... Emily, I, you didn't hear this, Alex, but Emily got to see a 
pre-screening of Soul. Why? So, like, you got to see this movie that was two movies ahead, Emily. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I got to see it in its in its bare bones, so I don't even know how much it's going to change by the time it, it comes out again. I love the poster where it's just um, Barley's jean jacket, and it's got a bunch of pins That's that have to we do were with the movie. We were just on that. Yeah, the, the pins. Like, I want those pins. Me too. I want that These jacket. These are beautiful pins. Yeah, there's, there's a little... So the, on the bottom, there's the little uh, trash unicorn, which is really funny. Um, they have they're the basically cassette the raccoons. tape. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the dad's socks, <laughs> the purple socks, uh, and and the manticore, and their little mushroom house. <laughs> if they sell this at Disneyland, I will purchase. I it. bet they'll so have cute. a bunch of the pins at Disneyland. Right. I mean, I we really, I liked it. I really enjoyed the the look and feel of this movie, and I think it's definitely one of my favorite Pixar movies now. I mean, I, I agree. I, I think it was very good. <laughs> I don't think it's my favorite, but I I really enjoyed it, and I'm glad I watched it. Uh, I watched it with my little sister. Unfortunately, after Sibling Day, I was like, ah, Kimmy, we should have watched this on Sibling Day. (laughs) Oh, I know. I just feel like they haven't been, like, the advertising shouldn't have been more. Maybe because we're not, like, the the aimed audience. I wasn't getting a lot of targeted ads. We don't really watch TV, so... You know, maybe that's no, why. and I feel like I we know. miss a lot of commercials that way. Yeah, but then again, it also came out right as this pandemic was starting, so maybe we would have been, if we kept going to AMC, we would have seen more advertisements. But I only saw maybe two trailers. Yeah, about it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. <laughs> the, the dad, like, we're looking at the picture of like the the dad top that they've made for him. It's just. He's flopping around with his glasses <laughs> so and his hat funny. and his jacket. <laughs> so it's, it's hilarious. I just, I can't get over that gelatinous cube thing. That was so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and when the dad, when the dad legs was doing his, like, little dad dance. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was, I liked it. I thought it was, it was very sweet. Yeah, and I was actually surprised that the, that the, conflict that was going to happen between Ian and Barley was going to be the fact that he had done the spell and when the police officer said that, you know, you got to agree that the kid's a screw-up and then he said like, oh, I disagree and then because he lied a piece of his magic was wearing away. Um, Mm -hmm. I was surprised that that was going to be the conflict. Um, But I don't know, that was just me. That the, the, with the lying or the impersonating or... With with him basically thinking that he was a screw up oh, as that well, the brother was like, a screw up. I see. Yeah, yeah. Because then they have that huge fight before the dad legs start dancing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I think it the plot in that sense with the brothers, it wasn't as fleshed out as it could have been. Because he he was yeah. pretty sad about that barley. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it definitely it didn't have that emotional resonance as we wanted it to. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, think... and it happened so quickly mm-hmm. that I didn't even realize that Barley was mad because of what E because of because of Ian's lie. I thought he was just sad because the policeman said that. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I think I understood it, but yeah. I think they mainly did that cuz they didn't like we were saying we thought that the conflict was going to be oh, Ian is sad because or um 
Barley is sad that he has the magic and he knows everything, mm-hmm. but that would have been the obvious choice, I guess. Yeah, so I think so, yeah. They wanted to go the other route, but they did keep coming back to it, I guess, with every time, but it was a little weak. Their conflict was a little It weak. was also weird that the that Barley didn't want to use the direct route to get to the mountain, and he wanted, like, or Barley wanted to use the, you know, the lesser known route so that they could, like, have the, a bigger adventure. Off the adventure. beaten path or something. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what you're supposed to do. And, like, it ended up working out for them, obviously, but it it wasn't as clear because they could just take the freeway. I think it made sense to me with Barley because he's all about the adventure. So him mm-hmm. being like, let's have a good time with my brother and do the more adventurous route, that kind of made sense because, you know, Ian was more obsessed about the ticking time, about getting all this time with Dad, where yeah. Barley was like, I want to have this big adventure with you. Yeah, it's like Barley didn't even really care about having this time with Dad. Like, he mm-hmm. didn't even really discuss it. Or say anything that way. Or he didn't have yeah, the big he seemed checklist. Just, yeah. Maybe yeah, he... Yeah, this is definitely more of a big deal for Ian, because I think mm-hmm. Barley was also just happy to be hanging out with Ian, because mm-hmm. he, he loves Ian. He wants to hang out with him, and just because Barley embarrasses Ian sometimes, um, he just wanted... I think he was just happy to hang out with his brother. Ian trying to ask those kids out, like, for his birthday cake oh, party. <laughs> <laughs> That was so awkward. And, and they were Ian they were so the nice. I mean Barley coming around the corner. Like crashing into the <laughs> the like lawn. I mean it it was very hilarious to to hear Ian try to discuss things with those kids. They were at least nice to him. I mean jeez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've been watching a lot of movies and stuff where the characters are really like they, there's a lot of bullies. And they're, like, really mean, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, we're just, like, do kids behave this way? Are kids mean to each other like, like this? Like, remember me? Yeah, with like... With a 12-year-old in her sleepover? Like, who does that? I don't know. Like, I guess people, kids still bully each other, but I just watch it and I'm like, what? I thought kids were more woke than this. <laughs> In this movie, they didn't, Yeah, maybe so. it's in a specific grade. Well, he kind of had that one kid that would kind of put his nasty feet all over his chair. Yeah, because he needed his, He was... His, I guess he could have been His toes meaner. to breathe or something. Yeah. He could have been, but I'm glad they didn't do that because it was mostly about Ian's insecurities and mm-hmm. kind of what what he's striving for. Himself. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. And not really being outgoing, which is what he wants to do. Um, yeah. So I'm glad they, they really didn't spend any time with that because with all like the little mini conflicts that kept coming up like we really didn't need a school bully especially with the with the rock dragon they had to fight at the very end seemed (laughs) seemed like obstacle enough very true uh so what do we got for the plot keywords here oh i gotta get the pictures i'm still do you want me to say them (laughs) yeah go ahead uh we got singing in a car (laughs) Father-son bonding, brother-brother bonding, <laughs> minotaur, manticore. Perfect. Wow. What was the minotaur? I have no idea. Um, isn't the minot? No, centaur's the horse. What's yeah, a centaur and a manticore. A minot- minotaurs a- weren't in this. Maybe they just think because the manticore was referred to as a minotaur in the movie. Oh. oh. And the manticore's like, I'm a manticore. That's random to what be is one a of mini- the first What is a minotaur? It's a bull. Um, 
Oh. It's a bull type um, creature, I believe. Am I right? Uh, Yeah, looks like a bull or ox face uh, with like... Is it just a face? And then, oh no, okay, the legs, the legs are hooved. So it looks like <laughs> bullheaded and bull legs. <laughs> but like with abs? I don't know. With abs? <laughs> it stands up straight? What's going on? Stands up straight. Yeah. Yeah, stands up straight. Uh, holds up some weapons. It's got, but like with got abs? abs and pecs. Uh, yeah, pretty... Pretty jacked abs. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add that in there. <laughs> so there you go. Do you That's think, a minotaur. Do you think this is good for the plot keywords? Let's see. Let's, let's see what other ones they got here. Also got lesbian. Really? <laughs> yeah, because uh, one of the cops um, references her her wife's daughter. I remember daughter. that. That's that right. stuck out to me. I was like, you oh, go Disney Pixar. Man, that's, that's gotta be a first, right? Yeah, I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um... And uh, LGBT. Wow, I, I hardly even noticed. That's how, I noticed that. Yeah, that's how like randomly it was in there. <laughs> there it is, lesbian. Yeah, wow. Psychotronic yeah, and the, film. Okay. Yeah, Officer Specter was a uh, was Lena Waithe. Yes. Yeah, I really like her a lot. And Ali Wong too is mm-hmm. in this. Ali Wong was officer. She's one of the other officers. Right? Mm-hmm. The other uh, officer so Gore. Yeah, Spectre was the tall one with the one eye, mm-hmm. and then Gore was the little. Maybe she's a minotaur. Maybe she was a oh, minotaur. Maybe oh, she had little maybe. horns. Yeah, possibly horns and the and hooved feet. <laughs> she didn't have the washboard apps, but I guess we can let that slide. Ali yeah, Wong. you know what? You know, it's not necessary. Ali Wong was also in um, the uh, Birds of Prey movie. That Emily and I talked about recently. And then um, Lena Waite is in the new season of Westworld. Mm. Yes, yeah. she is. And um, I, I don't know if you caught up on Westworld, Emily, but they have been shooting a lot in Hermosa Beach. <laughs> really? Yeah. I The one the episode last night, it's pretty cool because I can see PV in the background. I can see the... the oh. it, it's great. <laughs> No, I'm a few episodes behind. I gotta get, I gotta get with it. And uh, Wilmer Valderrama mm-hmm. is the college friend who knew, who knew uh, Ian's dad. That was oh, really cute. I like that. I didn't realize <laughs> that, I like that that was little... the, the guy who knew his dad. That's so sweet. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, that conversation was very sweet. Where he was like, "Oh, I loved your dad. He was a really nice dude." Yeah. Yeah. It's cute that that Ian wears the sweatshirt. Of his dad's, too. Oh, it's so sweet. Are we ready to move on to the Metascore, which weirdly looks like a gelatinous cube? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it does. And it is a 61 Metascore, which I think is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I think there were definitely some some things that could have been developed a bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I still really like the fact that it seemed like a very relatable human type story that could really happen between anyone and anything and it just shows that it can happen between elves as well um so very very simple emotional plot 
Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll read the, the 50 from Slash Film on the very bottom because it's kind of long. Um, it says, Onward is a decent, well-paced, well-animated, moderately enjoyable film. It's got a good message, an emotional third act, and some pleasantly surprising jokes. Onward is okay. The problem with Onward is that Pixar's original films are incredible. Okay is simply just not good enough. Oh, Dang. Josh. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I mean, and I I can't help but but agree just because of my own assumptions about Pixar and my own like idea of how Pixar movies are, which is mm-hmm. supposed to be just amazing across the board, but you know that can't that can't be all the time. No. I mean, this this was a very clever, well thought out, very loved story and you could tell by the way that it was made. Um but yeah, there's always there's always something that could that could be fixed. Yeah. Any of these popping out to you, Alex, to to read these little any of these little blurbs? <laughs> the the other fifty one's so mean. The animation's good, lovely, but not dazzling. Aw, was not impressed. Really? I thought it was good. But I guess I'm not an animator, so what do I know? I don't but... think Roger Moore is an animator either. Well, Roger Moore shouldn't <laughs> be posting these, and that's all I have to say about it. Uh, let's see. I kind of like the rap. Uh, they gave it a 65. Even if the film lags narratively, there's enough flash and dazzle to keep viewers engaged, with Holland and Pratt providing a genuine balance of sibling love and aspiration for each other. That's very nice, mm-hmm. and it does say that this... Empire gave it a 100. It just says it's powerful, resonant, and positively harmonious. So, apparently Empire loved it. Okay, Empire, calm down. I know. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> 100's a lot, Empire. It is a lot, and we... There are a few films that Emily and I have talked about on this podcast that have gotten above 90 and even 100. So, Were any of them Pixar films, too? No. No? None of them. <laughs> Not on this podcast. I'm sure that there is a very highly rated Pixar movie. I'm sure it's like Up or Wally or something. Those are like Not, um, those are like the perfect ones. What was the one about all the emotions? Oh, um, uh, Inside Out. Inside Out. <laughs> mm. Yeah. What is the highest rated Pixar film? I bet yeah, it's probably Up or Wally. Now. Wally, not inside, inside or maybe out the third, the third um, Toy Story, which I have not seen apparently. So we need to fix that. Let's see. Up got um, an eighty-eight. Okay. Okay. Let's check out Wally. Wally. I found a list, so hopefully I can scroll through pretty fast. Uh, uh, okay. Toy Toy Story the oh. original got a ninety-five. That's pretty good. So did Wally. So Wally. Like, Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, Finding Finding Nemo a ninety, Incredibles ninety, Ratatouille ninety six. Oh, I love Ratatouille. <laughs> Ratatouille. All right, can we oh, beat a ninety six? That's my brother's favorite movie. That is that is a that is a perfect movie. It is. I really love Ratatouille. <laughs> Ratatouille. I gotta say, we should rewatch Ratatouille. It's, it's always good. Perfect. Yeah. Remy blesses our meals. Perfect. Inside Out got a ninety four. Wow, I didn't I didn't know that. Wow, you're right, Alex flip my hair <laughs> damn and you know what and you know what ratatouille deserves it that 
damn, that yeah, movie is just perfect. Movie. Yeah, it is. Did anything be Ratatouille? Not that I can see. Dang, we no. should rewatch Ratatouille then. Yeah, I do love Ratatouille. I have a, a, a Remy above us in the kitchen. He, he does indeed bless our food. Our food. Um, you do? Have I seen this? It, it, I don't think so. I got it for Christmas a couple years ago, and he's he he's a Remy pop figure, and he's <laughs> sitting on the way above on the top of the the shelves. Um, in our oh, in you our have kitchen. a little chef. Mm-hmm. A little chef that watches over us and, and everything. He's coming with me to my new house, so. I'll if, have to go get my own Remy, because I feel like if Remy leaves, then we'll just start sucking at cooking. Yeah, I'm like, you guys, your cooking's gonna turn to shit when I leave, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Gotta get another one. Gotta get another one. Oh, man. Amazon? Yeah, Amazon should have them. Um, is that all we have for Onward today? Yeah. All right, I guess so. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, I also want to say I love the poster because it looks very 80s. <laughs> yeah, it it's like, like 80s slash like 60s, yes. like with all the zigzags. I, I'm sorry, I had to say that. Okay. I just love, it's like 60s. Okay, sorry. If you enjoyed Onward, or if you have your own thoughts about Onward, please comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search All By The Popcorn podcast and like our Facebook page. Um, please rate and review our little show we have here. It helps others to find us and who would want to listen. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. And if you need notifications on new episodes that we release, you can follow our social media. We've got Instagram at All By The Popcorn Podcast and Twitter at By The Popcorn and uh, Facebook again. And if you have any suggestions for future movies or shows that you'd like us to talk about, please email us at allbythepopcorn at gmail.com or allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And we have merch, so please check that out. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Thanks for having me. And Alex yes, and thanks, I, Alex. I, I would want to, I want to actually introduce Alex and I's new podcast. It's called Teen Drama Pod, so look for it out there. Woo! <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.